Welcome to episode five of the Bluegrass Race Hub. I am Alex Healy, driver in the truck series of the number 97 Silverado, typically sponsored by Tushy Bidets. I know that's everybody's favorite thing, the old ass blaster. Um, tonight, I'm not joined by Bryce. Apparently, his uh, he has some severe internet issues, so he I don't even know if he'll be racing this week. But even without him, we do have the HMFIC Jason Collins with us. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to, uh, I believe, episode five of the podcast. I am Jason Collins, uh, former driver of the number three Xfinity, uh, former Xfinity Series champion, and uh, head MF in charge. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We're all, well, I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Got me a, a top five, looking good for the beginning of the playoffs here. We'll see how it goes, but uh, I think it's time to jump into things. So we'll uh, we'll start with NASCAR. It was uh, a very uh, adventurous week, to say the least. Lot, lots happened, lots to talk about. Um, obviously, the, the first thing, probably the, the biggest news this week is we finally have confirmation. Kyle Busch to Richard Childress Racing next year in the number eight car. Um, Tyler Reddick will supposedly still be there in a third car yet to be named. Uh, curious how that's going to go. Curious if he actually ends up there next season. I, th- I think there there's still some hats to drop with, I assume Ty Gibbs is going to go to the 18, but there's, there's, there's still some moving pieces here. So I'm, I'm curious to see, but, uh, Overall, um, it, it's the biggest thing is probably the the most decorated current driver in the series leaves the only, well, not the only team, but the team he has had the majority of his success with over, I think, the past 15 years. It's, uh, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Not at all. It's a big change <laughs> up for sure. Uh, things are going to, it's like a silly season, man, and anything can happen. Um we were kind of talking about this the other night about uh, Bush potentially going to RCR and uh, being in the eight. Um, and I noticed uh, a article the other day where uh, apparently Junior guessed correctly. He yep. he, he he and <laughs> Kyle actually came to him. All right. And so Junior put out a tweet and said Bush to the eight ball. Right. So apparently yeah, Kyle like comes to him. Emoji. Yeah. Yep, Kyle comes to him and says, "Hey, uh, you're gonna have to tweet something else, man." And so Junior had to send out another tweet, you know, some kind well, of craziness. Cause, but cause, well, Junior said, "But did I get it right?" So he didn't know. No, he guessed it. <laughs> yeah, he guessed. It was uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, that's off to him guessing the right place. I mean, and and the right car for that matter, you know. Yeah, I mean, it. It seemed like I I never really had Childress as the favorite. It seemed like Colic was the the one that we were all leaning towards for a while. And even if he did go to RCR, which obviously he actually did, I I would have guessed it would have been a, a different number. I don't I mean I I don't think about it as Dale Jr.'s number anymore, just because it's so far gone but i don't think of like the eight as an rcr number as some special thing but obviously it it is so uh that that's how he ends up in it really wish uh really wish kyle would have ended up in the three car just to see some people's heads explode but uh you know it's uh it's still crazy to wrap your head around this is i mean in any other sport like this would be 
Um, I, I mean, I guess it, it happened in football. Tom Brady left New England and went to Tampa Bay. Like yep. that, that's really the only thing that is like on this level. I mean, the dude has over 200 wins in the in the top three level series, and I think 60 wins in cup and two championships. Uh, I mean, nobody that's driving right now is, is in his league as far as career stats. So it, it'll. Um, I, I'm curious how how it'll go next year. I mean, obviously, Reddick has he's run well in that car. I don't think anyone would argue that Reddick has been the uh, the better driver for RCR this year. But interestingly enough, up until I, I was going to bust this out as a, a neato stat force a couple weeks ago, I think at um, after Dylan won um, was Talladega. They, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Daytona, Daytona, right? Yeah, Dylan won Daytona it, last yes, season, yeah, season yeah, finale. Yeah, 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 one of those super speedways. I had a fifty percent chance there, um, but <laughs> at the conclusion of that race, his average finish on the season is the exact same as Tyler Reddick's, which is pretty bonkers because I love to give Austin Dillon shit. Mm. I think that Tyler Reddick's a much better driver. Much but, better. But by the numbers, statistically, at least uh, consistently, consistency-wise, same same guy this year, and I think that yeah, and now they're both out of the playoffs. So. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so, um, on other news with uh, NASCAR, Kevin Harvick obviously gets bumped. Uh, they had a bad night. Bristol was uh, a must-win uh, for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't get that to go their way. You had the best crew they could possibly have, uh, and they let him down on that last pit stop. So, yeah, I was, uh, I thought he was going to do it. Um, leading up to that last pit stop, I thought if they nailed that pit stop, that he was going to win his way in. And my God, that front left tire, I'm sure they're going to have nightmares about that for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's, it was definitely unfortunate. Um, can't believe that they just kind of let the ball drop on that. You know, they've been so phenomenal. Uh, Lancaster was talking earlier. He was kind of disappointed with the whole situation. He said that uh, they took two guys from the 14 and put them over on the four. And then they had created like this super pit stop team. Then they'd been kicking butt all season. And then bam, they let it. The one that matters, man, the last pit stop of the race. Dropped the ball. uh, I'm I'm obviously not like a a pit crew expert, but I think it'd be kind of, risky you know those guys it's it's a a team deal and you you insert some new guys whether you know obviously they probably showed that they performed better on briscoe's car those those couple guys they brought over but it's it's sometimes better to have a cohesive team than a bunch of all-stars you see that in a lot of other sports not necessarily what happened there because they had great stops well they've they've been they've been uh they did the switch way back at like oh, Dover, okay, okay. it was I like a switch you. from way back in Dover, and they and up until this point, you know, they had been kicking butt. Um, after the switch was made, I, I think he said Dover was where they made the switch, but ever since they did that, that, that pit team was or was specifically just dominating, and then they let the ball down, you know, drop the ball, yeah. let everybody down and on that last stop. It, and it wasn't just them, I mean, that that last stop, I there was like four or five teams that had tires coming off and either didn't even get off a pit lane and had the back end and guys were having the pit again. It was there. It was just complete chaos, which we'll, we'll touch more on the, I guess we can just go ahead and talk about the cup race. Cause I, 
the racing was okay, but it was maybe the most chaotic cup race I've ever seen. So we, we touched on all those those pit crews having issues there at the end and, and that was like the icing on the cake because the first the first stage it was like every Ford was going to mm-hmm. blow the right front off their car. I mean, it, it, I think it eventually happened to all of them except for Harvick at, mm-hmm. at some point in the race. I, or I shouldn't say all of them, but competitors, Logano. Um, I don't, Keselowski didn't have it happen amazingly, which he led a ton of laps, but um, Blaney had it happen. Harrison Burton <laughs> had it happen three times. Oof. I mean, it it, it was like, Harrison Burton, he'd run 40 laps, front tire down, come pit, come back out. Get, he'd be running about 15th or so, cut tire, rinse and repeat. Uh, it was just like, what, whatever you, whatever is, I don't know. I don't know what the cause was, if they were real aggressive with some alignment settings or something, but hmm. ne- never seen anything like it. And then, yeah, it's wild. And then once it seems like we're kind of out of the woods on the Ford tires, then Toyota power steering pumps just start laying over left and right. I think, I think Truex was first, and then I think Bubba was next. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to Hamlin at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, who might have been? The, I know Ty Gibbs had an issue. I don't know if it was power steering, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. And then. Later on, Kyle Busch is in the top three. Oh, his, let's uh, let's go let's go ahead and, t- and touch on that real quick. Let's go ahead and yeah. and, and speculate what's going on with that whole situation. So <laughs> he's getting the shit. He's getting the shit. Car, really, man. just gave him a car. So he has another engine failure. Okay, yep, Darlington, two three weeks. Darlington, yeah. and then Bristol. Okay, yep. And, and then he had some other issue. And not only that, though, but they sent guys back out to pass him. With red yep. race cars, so that yep. he couldn't go on. Yeah, which like, it was. It only ended up being Bubba that passed him. Gibbs did not, and they they asked somebody on uh, uh, Steve Laletta. He is like the president of operations at Twenty Three Eleven. They asked him, it, you know, about if there are any team orders that came down, and he said, "Look, we're racing for owners championship, and we're gonna." We're going to take every spot we can get. So that's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't. And especially it did not surprise me to see Ty Gibbs come off the track and, and not pass Kyle. But it was, it was all for naught anyways. <laughs> that's just, crazy. Just wild stuff. I, I think Kyle Bush is going to have a real frustrating set of races ahead of him i i I gotta imagine he's probably in for a lot of the same going forward that's yeah i mean i just can't believe they would do him like that though bro like because obviously bush didn't or uh, gibbs didn't want him back anyways i mean allegedly he's he's known about this since daytona yeah uh, or at least had an idea it was coming yeah something something new about knew something along the lines Yep, and I think we all kind of started getting that feeling once Ty was in uh, the 45, and he had a couple good runs, and then lately he's looked like he doesn't really belong in Cup, but I'm sure that stuff will come with time, but 
that uh that 18 program um i think they're gonna be in for a a a big wake up next season when ty gibbs is wheeling that thing (laughs) big wake up big 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 because i mean you're talking about like a once in a generation talent um of kyle bush you know what i'm saying like that guy he's he's no no matter if you like him or not he's talented yeah i mean he's those those guys don't grow on trees and he's had what two championships Yep, two championships. I mean, it's not a fluke. Wins. It's not a fluke. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, he he did something, so it wasn't a fluke. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just feel bad for the dude. Um, whether you hate him, like him, or, or you're indifferent, I just think it yeah. was. It's they should have done better. You know, for yeah. a guy of he's, that caliber, they should have done better. He's. I mean, he's been. I would say that team's leader for years, and he is Toyota's development program, or was in the truck series. So now they got a really figure that stuff out because all that stuff he's uh Kyle Busch racing has changed into Chevrolet next year obviously so that it just doesn't make a lot of sense to let him go that easy and no uh, it's I, silly because look at all they were like he's you see the tweet he said the other day he said I guess I am marketable or whatever yes. yeah because he was the most marketable driver in NASCAR yeah. based on well, whatever whatever survey or exactly so the whole he's not marketable is that was obviously just gibbs blowing smoke up everyone's hind end because i mean the survey showed it i mean clearly it came out it proved it i i think that joe gibbs racing is not good at finding sponsorship and the reason they're not is because and he has fedex no matter what martin Mm -hmm. truex has bass pro shops no matter what um Christopher Bell is, he doesn't really have uh, a dedicated one like those guys do, but then Kyle's had uh, Mars brand, Eminem, Skittles for all these years. They haven't had to go sell sponsorship that often, so when the time came to do it, I I think they just didn't have the people in place to to know what they're even doing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, they don't, somebody's dropped the ball somewhere in that area, in that quarter, on that gives a uh, team because obviously you lose M&Ms, right? Yep. Well, I mean, he's been with M&Ms for, for what, probably a, a decade or more. Yeah. Over yeah. a decade. I, it just doesn't make sense how they can let somebody like of that caliber uh, and say he's not marketable. I mean, clearly the kid, uh, not the guy, but his son, uh, he's got a son who's everybody loves yep. this kid, loves watching what he does. And, and, and yep. That just adds on to me. That would make it more marketable. Like I don't know. I could. You would think, but uh, you know, Richard Childress already handed him a contract too. So exactly, I'm sure sure that was a part of the. I'm sure that uh swayed him a little bit as well. Which who knows what other offers he was getting. It the way Kyle was talking, it sounded like the maybe the next best best uh, offer he was getting was from 2311, which is pretty insane too. But Kind of makes you wonder why he didn't just go ahead and stick with Toyota. But I I mean, I understand at this point, he feels like they kind of double crossed him. There's no allegiance. Um, Just with, I I would imagine Ty Gibbs in that 18 is going to have a little uh, Kyle Busch shaped target on his back next season. If he's even competitive. So go ahead. What, what do we have next on the agenda for tonight? Uh, we can talk about the Xfinity race real quick. Um, no Gregson, blah, blah, blah. That was a hell of, I, if I was, 
I would have put the bumper to him. I'm just going to be honest. Like if that was me coming to the, like he had the opportunity yeah. a couple times, Brandon Jones had the chance to put the bumper to him and he didn't. Yep. I, I mean, hats off to that guy for not putting the bumper to him. But if that was me, man, I'm putting the bumper to him. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's how he got up front. He put the, the bumper to Ty Gibbs, which got, um, I think Gibbs got into mayor when that mm-hmm. happened and screwed his whole race up. But then after that, he was, uh, I mean, he was out front the whole time, and I I really did think it seemed like Brandon was going to get there and, and be able to put a move on him. And, I mean, he he raced him clean. I, I begrudgingly give you props for that. I mean, um, Noah's is probably my favorite driver in Xfinity, but, like, mm-hmm. the bump that he put on Ty, it wasn't the cleanest thing. It, it wasn't necessary, especially at that point in the race. And... I, you got to think you're going to get it back, but he, he didn't. So he's out there uh, holding his breath on the final 10 laps and vomits inside of his helmet for like the fourth time this season, gets out of the car and looks like me, like on a Saturday night when I was in college or something, puke all down the front of his suit. <laughs> looks like he's about, looked like he was about to die when he got out of the car. It didn't even look like yeah. he could stand up. And then he could be the guy that cleans that. But then I got to give him props. He goes over to the fence and shotguns a bush apple, (laughs) which this Uh is. uh, I had this uh, discussion with my wife. We were watching the race and uh, we we had her her birthday not too long ago. And uh, my brother-in-law, her brother, obviously, um, he doesn't drink a ton, but he had some things to get out of his system so he did some drinking and then he did some vomiting in the backyard and (laughs) that is like a night ender for him and uh, my wife said the same like if she throws up like that's it yeah but for me a professional (laughs) if i if it is a night where i am drinking a lot and i throw up that means i get to start over start again it's not that I was sick. It's that I was full and my yeah. body had to get it out. Get it out. So I, I got to continue. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that pro drinker stuff. So some of these rookies wouldn't know nothing about that, <laughs> but, uh, props to Noah, man. I mean, that's three, that's three, three wins in a row for him. Something that kind of gets lost in it. Like he's on fire right now. Yeah, <laughs> He's killing it right now in the Xfinity series. Can't wait to see uh, what he does in a cup car, you know? Yep. So that, I was thinking about this earlier. So he's got a cup ride. We got to assume Ty is going to be in the 18 next season. Who Who's your pick for rookie of the year between those two guys? Gregson. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the same. I think, I think Ty is going to be in better equipment or whatever, but I don't know. I, I don't think that Noah is going to be like a superstar in cup, but I think he could be like, uh, surprisingly enough, I think he could have a career just like his, uh, his teammate, Eric Jones. I I think he'll show some stuff and he he'll get a win here and there. And the, those petty cars are not bad equipment anymore. Mm, No, not anymore. (laughs) I mean, everything's kind of leveled out now with the next gen car. Yep. I mean, Eric Jones got him a win. Uh, gosh, what was it? Three, four weeks ago. I can't even mm-hmm. remember where it was now. Uh, was it Darlington? Yeah, Darlington. Yeah. And like when I went to the Indy Road Course race, they were running uh, late models at IRP. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he won that race. Oh, he, that's he, awesome. He was, he was on stop. It was him and uh, William Byron was running it too. And 
they're in a league of their own. And he was, I mean, Eric Jones is, it, it shows how much equipment matters in NASCAR. Cause I would wager the dude probably has just about as much talent as anybody out there. I'm not saying he's Kyle Larson or anything, but right, he, right. He, he, he can wheel with the best of them. If, if he was in a, if he was in a Hendrick car, uh, he'd probably be making William Byron and Alex Bowman look pretty bad. Probably. You're probably right. Um, so Chris Busher gets his first win in how many years? Two, Five years, something like that. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know, honestly. It was like two hundred and some races. Let, let's see if the old uh, first win in how many races? If it doesn't tell me immediately, I'm not going to delve farther into this. It didn't tell me immediately. It, it was it was something like or nineteen hours ago. Let's see. No. I, it's some 200 and, 200 and some races since his first win. And his first win was a, a range-shortened deal, kind of mm. kind of like Bubba's first win, where it, it doesn't really feel the same. Like, right. obviously, Busher was more excited for this, just like Bubba was more pumped to get his first. We'll, we'll call it a, a legit win, even though they all count the same. But it, it's got to feel better to take the checkers and do a burnout, celebrate with the crew, all that good stuff. So Yeah, absolutely. Great. Great, great drive by him. Surprisingly, it, those uh, Roush, uh, Fenway, Keselowski cars look, look pretty good because Brad was up front for like 120-some laps on old tires. Wow. He didn't, he didn't pit in the entire first stage and stay. I mean, he ran like 120 or, I don't know, some ungodly amount of laps on his tires. And it, it was... Uh, one of those things in the next gen car where tire wear doesn't seem to be a big deal. Yeah, I'm trying to find how many races it's been since he won. I saw oh. it earlier now, I can't remember. Yeah, I want to say it was like 220 something. But I, I will touch on the uh, how it said it was a kind of a meh race outside of all, if it weren't for all the chaos. Mm -hmm. And it's it seems like at short tracks next gen car so th this car has a 12 inch wide tire on it which mm. is the older cars i think was a, a nine and three quarter inch wide wheel so a lot more rubber mm. and uh, at short tracks there's 670 horsepower mm. um my my theory is that they just don't have enough power to wear the tires and that that's what makes for like Keselowski running a hundred whatever laps out front on old tires where everybody old else tires, all the yeah. time and, and they're not they're not able to get around him. So, um, in the words of uh, Kevin Harvick from the beginning of the season, give him a thousand horsepower. <laughs> Dude, that, <laughs> that would be wild. That would be so awesome if they did. I mean. That's how it was like in the mid nineties and not a thousand, but they're there. A lot of those cars are making 900 horsepower. <laughs> so he started his 250th start last night. So I don't know how many had been since he had actually won, but it was his 250th start. Interesting. Oh. Well, kudos for him to, to grind in and out. I know they said during the race that, um, uh, Brad felt that, he had the talent. He deserved to be in a good car. And I, the, the same as Kyle Busch. I know there are a lot of people that hate Brad Keselowski. I know he's yep. had his, his rivalries and stuff, but uh, it seems we've seen it with the, a lot of these guys that were 
hated when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, every, everybody's number one answer is Kurt because he was the biggest dick on the face of the planet. Um, a lot of people didn't like Brad. A lot of people didn't like Kyle. A lot of people still don't like Joey Logano. But it seems like as these dudes get older, it, it's easier to appreciate what they've done. And like someone like Brad that is running a team now, like the the sport's just better with dudes like that around. So I, oh, hundred percent. I, I used to not like the guy at all. I used to hate Logano, but I, I sometimes kind of root for him now, man, which uh, <laughs> compared to a lot of guys that are listening, probably I'm probably a, an older fan than them. And like, mm-hmm. these are the guys that I grew up watching and right, same. that I, I'm still have some kind of connection to them. Even if I used to hate them now, I can, I can appreciate what they're doing. And, even when they get older, they settle down, they get more mature. I think we all experience that to a certain extent. So it, it it's cool to see. Agreed. It's like, I remember when Harvick went into the three car when he, were, he yep. was, I mean, it was, he was the 29. He drove the 29. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Harvick mm-hmm. for the simple fact that he was taking over. And he, and he was pretty looking, wild I mean, on the radio. I, I've heard him on the radio, like saying, uh, like if they had a bad pit stop, he's like, we got to fire every one of these fucking guys, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And like sounding like one of the Bush brothers or something. It's like when, when these dudes are younger, like we're, we're all kind of like that. <laughs> Damn. Bingo. All right, guys, that's enough NASCAR. We've heard enough about the professionals. Let's hear about how much we suck. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're going to start in the truck series where I live. Um, we had a uh, not not a crazy race by any means. Well, I think there was one crazy thing. We won't necessarily touch on that in this segment. We'll save that for a uh, an are you serious moment. And yeah, if you're there, if you're if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. But we won't get into that just a second. Um, the uh, the most important thing, Keith Hackney is literally if you were playing NBA Jam, the dude has flames coming out of his head. He can't on miss a- anything that he throws up. It's going in. Yep. I mean. I knew coming into it, I honestly, before I got into the session, I was feeling pretty good because um, I just I went and I just did some practice, but I didn't do a, a half tank. I just went into a, a practice session and uh, I was running times and then I went and compared them like on the world record list. And I was like 170th in the world. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, we got something. So then I get in there and then it took me two hours of practice to get within a tenth of what I was doing in open practice. So that didn't come to fruition. I, had a good, I personally had decent run in the top five, but looking at, I, I I knew I didn't have anything for Keith and I, I knew that no one else did either. Despite right. the, the illusions of grandeur of a certain guy that we'll talk about later. But I mean, no, I mean, he had the fastest lap, which not by a huge margin. Uh, Josh Clemens, who I th- he actually you Josh and Clemens, Clemens tied on lap times. Yep, and Clemens actually qualified on the pole. He uh, it doesn't show the time, but he ripped off some wild qualifying lap. It was like three, two or three tenths faster than he had been in practice. I was like, holy shit, this guy. Yep. But uh, he he was there at the end of P two for him, which uh, you know. Uh, uh, obviously a, a good finish and he's well deserved. Uh, 
Yeah, and he's in the playoffs, so that's going to more than likely probably move him on to the the next round. I, I think all of us up here in the top, you know, barring something crazy in the next round, we're all going to be okay. Um, so Judd, oh, go ahead. Clemens qualified with a thirty point zero eight eight. The Hackney's yeah. 30.096. And then you had okay. Wor- Worthington with a 30.157. Gary was a 30.191. And then Bobby Hall was 30.202 for your top five. So yep. almost uh, a tenth ahead of Worthington. Mm-hmm. Um, almost two tenths ahead of uh, fifth place. I mean, that's that's fast, dude. Yeah, it's... It's getting to this point. I I hate to say it, and it's gonna make me sound like I've rolled over and shown my belly. But like versus last season, um, Joey Doucette won the championship last season. But there there wasn't a time when I showed up to a race at the beginning where I didn't have in my mind like if things go right and I stay clean, yep, I got I got a chance. Yep. There are a lot of times I feel like I'm racing for second now, and it. It really, as a prideful guy, it really pains me to say it, but like everybody outside of Keith, I feel like we're all, you know, right. Depending on the track, everyone's got their place, but I feel like we're yeah. all pretty close. But over the past few weeks, I mean, he is just absolutely putting it on us. And yeah. Six wins on the season is, that's, yeah. that's tough, man. It's tough to beat that. Yeah. It, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do about it. I, I can't. I can't say it's only. I know the guy gets to practice a lot more than me. Right. I know we said it before. He's he's, he's not unbeatable. Sessions. He's yeah, not unbeatable. He, we know that. Yeah, I mean, we he hasn't won every race. It hasn't. Right. It's not. It's not like that. And there, even me, I'm not necessarily saying I'm I'm the number two guy or anything. But there's been races where I've, I've been faster. Coda comes to mind for me off the top. And I know Justin's fast at a lot of places. A lot of these guys are fast at a lot of places, but here recently, dude, he's just, I, <laughs> I think it kind of sparked when we said something on the podcast, cause he used a couple sound clips in one of his video where, um, it, he used something that you said. I can't remember. It's that you said that he wasn't unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said something about where he can, kind of drive over his head at times but mm. i think he took that shit to heart and i really wish i would have never said anything <laughs> now <laughs> I, it, it appears on this podcast i've put my foot in my mouth more than anybody i, I lost the <clears throat> the 50 dollar bet to you um there's a couple other things i got wrong which which it's i like good. to I, I like to give hot takes on here that, yeah that, i mean I that's that. part of it but man, that I that dude really took it to heart and is just shitting all over me. <laughs> but I mean, okay, we know he's fast. We know he's good. Um, we talk about him every week about how good he is. And I mean, he's but he's not he's not perfect. You know, we all know that. We've seen him mess up. We've seen him make mistakes. So if you can put the right amount of pressure on him, maybe you yeah. know something will happen. And but at the same time, you got to think maybe he's just. Uh, ice water in the veins i don't know i mean yeah he's he's definitely ready for whatever the next series is where the whether he goes to xfinity or cup mm -hmm. and look so looking at the schedule the things that i think that keith really excels at Mm -hmm. um 
he he's a monster on short tracks and the way the playoffs are lined up i know that you've chosen this because they're difficult tracks you called it the gauntlet mm-hmm. but my god do they line up with what he's good at <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean obviously <laughs> is it's a byproduct of uh you know what happened with him signing up and everything um yep. but you know that's their driver tracks that they're that you have to be able to drive to to do well at these tracks like um so that's that's kind of the reason why they're there why we picked or why i picked them and all that stuff so um hats off to the guy i mean that's all you can say hats off to him and he's doing a hell of a job making it through it so yep and the the one week where he's still got to make it through the final race though he does and that uh, that can be that uh Ross Chastain situation, but it seems like that stuff's kind of fizzled out, which is which for is now, probably, yeah. for, probably for the greater good. But you never know what might be on someone's mind. Um, which I I do want to give him props because it, it wasn't but a couple weeks ago. Based on how we ran at Coda, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I it looks like I'm kind of the road course guy in this series, mm-hmm. and we go to Watkins Glen and put it. Put it on us once again. He's, yeah. he's versatile, dude. He does it everywhere. <laughs> he's putting in his work, and and that's I mean it shows. You can really tell he's putting in work and and putting in an effort to uh, yep do well. So I wanted to go over a couple things real quick. So I had to give a couple points penalties out. Um, in the obviously in the series? truck in the truck series. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. So one of them I had to give to Robbie Richards for his uh, his comms violation. Um, it was the second one. It's in the rule book. I want to go over it a little bit because um, he made a comment. He's like, some he said sometimes it feels like you're just pulling crap out of your ass. Basically, is the way he worded it, right? Mm-hmm. And I so I sent him a screenshot of the of the rule book, and I was like, dude, it's in the rules. Like I've tried to be lenient. I've tried to give you know as much leeway as I possibly can but still do my job correctly, right? For everybody, not just him, but for everybody. And it's coming down. Like we're, it's, we're in the playoffs. Things are getting more heated. Guys mm-hmm. are, you know, tempers are flaring. Things are happening, whatever. You got to understand when I do this, it's not personal. It's, I'm just following the rules. I'm trying to make sure that everyone else has a great, a good experience. And, you know, at the end of the day, whoa, <laughs> I, I, I can't hear you. You've destroyed your mic. Now we got a problem. All right. Sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. The mic fell off. Um, back to what I was saying about the trucks, though, and and did you know dealing out these penalties and stuff? Like I said, it's not personal. Obviously, I'm just doing what I have to do to help keep everything straight and fair. So I always in the past have said, you know. It's you guys, your decisions make uh, me have to do these things, right? Like it's ultimately how you behave and how you act during these sessions uh, to whether or not I have to dole out the penalty. I don't want to penalize anyone, but I have to. I have to be able to say, hey, you know, you've crossed the line, you know, and when they cross the line, I've got to be there to kind of like slap the hand, you know, be like, no, can't do that. Um, yep. But it's not personal in any way. And it, it's just, you know, I want these guys to understand that when I do have to give them penalties and stuff, like I said, um, 
I hate to, I hate to do it. I, I really do. I hate to have to do it, but it's got to be done just for the integrity and, it, and the sanctity of the league. You have to do it. So just try not to do these things that make me have to penalize anyways, is the <laughs> message. You know what I'm saying? Just remember that at the end of the day, I still have to uphold what's in the rules and uh, it's not, I'm not making stuff up obviously. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, I hate to have to penalize Robbie. He's a really good dude. I like Robbie a lot, but that doesn't have any, that doesn't matter on the racetrack. I have, you know, yep, there, there's can. a lot of guys that I like, but at the same time, I, I just, I don't yep. do favoritism. I have too much yep. integrity for it. Yep. And any, uh, any favoritism that is like the downfall and yep. it, it's hard to do. Cause like we we've all made friends in this league. And I think personally, I, I say this after every truck race when, when we're in there talking that that's what makes this league special to me. And that's, that's why I want to see it succeed is because the, the guys are just great. I, I like talking to Robbie. I like talking to Wes, Dan, Bobby, I mean, Justin, I, after the race, I, you know, I'll, I'll sit there for, two hours and just shoot the shit with you guys. That, yeah. That's what it's all about. But that, that can affect what's the racing product and, and the, the application of penalties and rules and whatnot. So I, I get like the frustration cause you're in the race or whatever, where, where Robbie's coming from. But this is, I, th- I think I said this on the last episode cause I, I don't think I, I've never gotten like a, a chat, uh, penalty or anything, mm-hmm. but the the recommendation I can give everybody is, unless you're calling out your pit stop, you might as well not have your push to talk button. There, de- deal with the stuff after the race because anything you say during the race, the only thing it can do is make your situation worse. Whether it's you receiving a penalty or you firing up another dude to retaliate, it it's not gonna help you at no, all it, it and, doesn't and help whatsoever yeah. and i know it's hard because you know we we all want to win that's why we're here but right. yeah. ultimately <laughs> the thing that what what really got robbie is the fact that i'm in a channel uh with two other drivers talking to them about something he comes into that channel and it just immediately starts just going you know over the top those guys had to deafen themselves because they don't right. hear that and yeah, so, and, and that's part of it. You know, you're not, like it says blatantly in the rules, do not argue with race control. Uh, if you have a, something you want to protest or whatever, you can do it after the race. Um, but we don't do it on the radio or even in somebody else's discord channel. That's, you know, so ultimately that's what ended up getting him. The penalty is the, the violation coming over the radio uh, and then coming into the discord and, and making it, you know, it just compounded is basically what he did. He compounded it on himself. Um, Yep. Because at that point, you know, I, I finally, eventually I just quit, I quit talking. Cause like it wasn't doing any good. We weren't making any progress. Yeah. His argument was that it was a racing incident that happened between him and the 17 and so and so. So going back at that and then looking at that, here's the problem is it's every week I've got Robbie spinning somebody off his nose. Right. So when you look at, he doesn't really have, I can't give him the benefit of the doubt that it was a racing incident because he's got a hundred and something incidents. Exactly. His incident count is really high. So 
even going back and looking at it, he, Adam came to me. He's like, I think that probably should have been a racing incident. And I told Adam, I was like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. It may have been one. Uh, or I, that may have been how I should have called it, whatever you, you know, something like that, uh, along those lines. But at the end of the day, I went back and looked at it again and it wasn't man. Like he put his nose in that. He, like he put his truck in that situation. He could have laid back just like a little bit longer and I get everybody's racing. They're trying to get to where they want to go. Boom, boom, boom. But sometimes you got to give a little bit of room. And that was one of those situations where I felt like he could have gave a little bit more room. So at the end of the day, yeah, I did put the the caution on him um, because if not for his nose being where it was, those guys probably could have rolled on out and been been fine. Yeah. And, and um, ultimately, um, I, I don't know if I've been in this position specifically, but even if you if if you, as a racer you feel that the call that you Jason has made is wrong, mm. that that's the call and. It, just like every other sport from NASCAR to stick and ball stuff, there are calls that people don't agree with there that kind of like in the cup race, we'll talk about that later. The, the deal with, with Dave, uh, he didn't agree with it, but I mean, it, that's what it is. And arguing about it doesn't change it. No, but, it's uh, not going to change. It's going to make the situation worse ultimately. Yeah. And yeah. that's basically all I'm trying to get across is just, you know, yeah. When we're in the when we're in the race and we're looking at things and uh, it ha- you got to look at it qu- so quickly you're trying to make the call. Um, yeah, that's, can, that's the thing. You know, if I mess up and I say it's a race incident when it wasn't a racing incident and somebody gets mad and if I if it is a racing you know if I put it on a driver when it really is a racing incident somebody's mad so at the end of the day we had a caution and it happened because somebody put their nose somewhere it shouldn't have been etc cetera, etc cetera. so yep it is it what is it what is. it is it's over and, now and, it's over and done with and, maj- and major league baseball in every game a ball get, gets called a strike a strike gets called a ball it happens you're asking people to make decisions we like in your position and which i have been in that position doing race control for cup races occasionally like it, you don't have a lot of time to figure it out. And especially if you're like me, like I'm not real fast at like finding the stuff on the replay and everything. So mm-hmm. it, you can't expect people to be a hundred percent correct on the calls they're making every time. I, I know that's what we want, but they're, they're it's mainly consistencies. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, yeah. I have, to, I'm trying to be consistent. So in that situation, what I saw, what I, what I initially took in, I looked at it. That's how I felt about it. I go back and, and somebody comes to me and says, I it's probably should have been probably been a racing incident. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're probably, maybe you might be right. But then I go back and look at it again. I'm, then I confirm, no, I was right the first time. Yeah. I believe it was, it, it could have been avoided. And, and even, that's, that's, that's what it is. Avoidable contact is what it is. If it could have been avoided, then yeah, I'm going to put it on the driver that caused yeah. it. So, um, but let's go ahead and go ahead and move towards the next one. Xfinity. I'm going to, as usual, you're going to have to carry this segment for me because uh, Tuesday nights are the night that I spend with the family so they don't think that I am totally neglecting them. <laughs> gotcha, right. <laughs> so, which I, I can at least pull the results up here, though. So it looked like, uh, so Lancaster uh, did what Kevin Harvick could not do. and Got it done. Got, and got it done. Yep. 
and it was an epic or, race for that matter. Okay, which Brandon going, is it? Is it Lancaster or Lancaster? Lan- Lancaster. 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 Yep. I'm, yep. Lancaster. I'm sorry, Adam. I didn't. I don't mean to mispronounce your name. So, <laughs> if you look at the results, Brandon Robertson led that race. He owned that freaking race for 75 yeah, laps. 75 dude. laps. We're like, okay, it's unreal because you know Radburn took off and got around. Um, James, he got around James on the first lap. Radburn led. Okay. Then Brandon beats Radburn out of the pits at the stage somehow. No idea how. Dude just beat him out of the pits. It was freaking awesome, man. Um, I don't know what he, how he did it, what he man, how he managed to get that much, make up that much time in the pits. Um, but he did. He, he somehow he beat him out. Yeah. So, and Radburn even had a faster pit stop. Now that I'm recalling, uh, looking at it, the stats on my little. You know, yeah. overlay, Radburn had a faster pit stop. So I still don't understand where Brandon made up the time to get out. Uh, does that, does that, that include, did that include pit road time? No, it, it didn't. It just the pit stop. So it, he probably yeah, made it so up maybe, on pit road somehow. Yeah. I think maybe, Radburn spun the tires trying to exit his stall. What well, did and, he go past? Did he go past the stall? Maybe? No, no, no. He's, no? it, it okay. was perfect. Like he, he came in, they both came like Brandon was probably. Oh six feet off his bumper or something coming down pit road. Yeah. But whenever they took off, I think Radburn spun the tires, whereas mm-hmm. Brandon was already rolling and got yeah. and So it was so close, man. I mean, it was just like, yeah, so close to being, uh, Radburn out in the lead. Show, so when Brandon show, got show out, me how, show me how close it was again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it was real close. Like. <laughs> so Brandon beats him out. Brandon leads. Brandon's on a tear. Um, and then Lancaster comes out of nowhere, chases his ass down and passes him with like six laps to go or seven laps to go. Something like that. I think it's six laps to go passes the dude. And then that was all she wrote. Lancaster took the W yep. over race. So looking at it, ju- which just as an outsider that didn't watch the race, Lancaster's fastest lap was damn near three tenths slower than Brandon and yep. two ten- or I guess a tenth slower than uh Nate Maurer. Yep. I mean, no. he beat him on the long run. He, he yeah. was, he wasn't messing with him early. He let him run yeah. off. He'd let him go. And then it was the mid to long run where yeah. he really, really, uh, shined. I mean, look at his average lap time, 34.473. Yeah. I mean, the only person yep. that had a better lap time was Mo Abbott. Yeah. Um, who finished the lap down. I, so, and I don't know how that works out, but he did. He had a 34.380 for yeah. Mo. Yeah. Uh, but he was a lap down at the end of the race. But yeah, man, it was just unbelievable race. Uh, watching it come down to the wire, you know, we saw Lancaster get into Robertson a couple times, and uh, they, you know, moved him up the track. He didn't wreck him; just moved him up the track. And Rubbin's racing. Short I mean, tra- and short track racing. As exactly says. that that short track racing, and there a little bit of rubbing, a little bit of racing, and you know, so that's another thing I kind of want to want to touch base on is like race control is here for like super egregious things and, yes. and stuff like that. We can't penalize somebody on the basis. Uh, well, what if, or what should, you know, what could have happened? So that's, that's one of the things, uh, something else I was want to talk about. And this is kind of a good segue into that. So Brandon was prepared to be moved by Lancaster. He, he got moved. He fought back. It yeah. took Lancaster several laps. I mean, like I said, they were just barely touching each other, just a little bit of moving, whatever, um, using eight wheels instead of four sometimes. And 
that's just part of racing. You have to expect that. And race control is not going to be there. We like, I want the drivers to police themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you feel like that guy drove you dirty in this race, drive by, him dirty. by all means, you drive him dirty the next race. If you wreck yep. him and, or take him out, like, and it brings out a caution, then yes, you're going to yeah. get penalized. But yep. if it's just hard racing, nobody gets, a, nobody brings out a caution, stuff like that. We're going to keep it. You know, I want to let the yep. drivers police themselves. I'm yep. here. I'm only there. Uh, for those really egregious moments. Um, And and like, you know, the incident we had in the truck series the other night when Mm -hmm. somebody got intentionally wrecked, that's, I'm there for stuff like that. That's what we got. And for cautions. So, yep. So we're, we're talking about all that. So I think we can, uh, we can get into the cup series. Um, So we, we had a, I, I hate to discount him because obviously he's a fast guy, but coming into it, I didn't I didn't expect Frankie. I yeah, did Frankie was kind of uh, off the radar, so to speak. Um, yeah. He kind of, um, for a real-life parallel, um, going into the real-life cup playoffs, um, Alex Bowman is a guy that, like, out of my mind, and yep. dude's put together good runs. He's locked yep. into the next round. I think Frankie kind of the equivalent, like he's just kind of been there and not having great finishes, but you know, doing enough. And then it, he sh- he shows up and leads 82 laps. It's yeah. It seems like he was, uh, probably the dominant car. I, I missed the race, yeah. but I have watched the replay. Um, but it looked to me like he was the dominant car for most, most, blah, 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 most of that race. 82 yeah. laps led. Early um, on, I will say, I'm, I thought Doug would, like, he was just checking out, putting big deltas on, on the field. And I was like, it, as long as he could stay out front, I, I didn't think anyone was going to be able to touch him. I, I don't remember what uh, brought on the lead change. Just, mm. but. By looking at the amount of laps led, it looks like probably around a sometime around the stages. Yeah, looks like sometime around the stage, Frankie got ahead of him. Strategy at play, yeah. And you know, Mikey comes in with another strong finish. That's his uh, second top three finish in two weeks in a row, right? Then he, uh, yeah, I believe so. And heck, he he started way back in twelfth, which I say that Cogswell finished fourth. He started way back in eleventh, so they. Those guys work their work their tails off. I mean, they get top three in three weeks. That's my bad. He he, he okay. won at uh, he won at the Glen and That's finished. Right. Then yep. he finished. Where did he finish at here? He finished twenty six at Daytona, and then uh, finished P two last Wednesday at New Hampshire. So Mikey is putting together a good run. Doug uh, is always. I had a feeling Doug was going to be really good after running a truck practice race with him the other day. He had an unusual line. He was running the bottom and, yeah. um, I heard his interview, a uh, little cocky in the interview, little cocky. I, I will say that. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. It bring it adds to everything. Cause everybody now hears that interview and they hear how yeah. cocky he was in that. So now they're going to want to beat him even more, obviously, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's just going to spice things up and make things better and hats off to all those lucky ducks guys, because, um, uh, they're amazing. I love the team. I love their owner, John Pill. Those guys. Um, I'm glad we have them, and I hope we, you know, continue to have them. And uh, they love the league, and they want to stay around for much, much longer. So, yep, like I said, I know, hats off to all those guys. Yeah, I, I know when I'm sitting there, I'm spotting for for Dave and Matt. We got a two car team, and I I look at another channel, and there's five guys in there. It's like 
So there, there is strength in numbers, especially yeah. in the series where on a given night, like this night, we, we got 17 cars. They got damn near a third of the field on a single team. Like yeah. that, that is an advantage. Yeah. A hundred percent and good on them for, for lining it up and being able to work like that. Not saying necessarily that teamwork was a, a big factor in this one, but right. it, it like when you go to a super speedway and you're Makes in my a difference spot, there. Yeah. You're in my spot trying to spot a two car team and we're trying to fight a five, a four or five car team, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, it's hard to do okay, no matter well, how good you are. <laughs> that let's let's rewind for a second since we didn't do a podcast after the Daytona race. Yep. Or before it or whatever it was. So we have Daytona. Yep. Uh Gabe won Daytona. Doug was second. Cedric yep. was third. Brandon Zimmerman was fourth. And Cogswell was fifth. They dominated all five cars. Yep. Top five. Mm-hmm. Big time. Like, like I said, that's just hats off to John Peel for putting together an amazing team. Those guys are awesome. I love having them in the league. Um, we're going to do our everything like John has bought into the system that we have. He knows that there's value in the league, uh, and going forward in the future with owning charters and such. And he knows what we're trying to build over here and what we're trying to do. And, um, so we're going to continue to reward guys like that, that want to invest and bring teams into our league. Um, we're going to make it so that they can own charters every, how many they want, stuff like that. And eventually one day, Hopefully, we'll be able to say, hey, you know, this is actually worth something. You're bringing revenue in with your sponsorships or whatever. You know, uh, we want to build this platform for them to put their name out there and get their name out as much as possible. So, yeah, that's off to all those guys. Sponsorship's all about. That's what it's all about. When you got someone that comes in on the on the ground level when we're not, you know, we got, you know, a few hundred people watching or, you know, 40 people that watch this podcast every week. Hopefully someday those numbers got a couple more zeros on the end of them. And that's all we can hope for. I mean, that's what we're trying to build here. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I appreciate those guys for buying into it. And uh, it's awesome. I love it. Love it. Good stuff. And even if, you know, we're not like bringing in these these big counts someday, just I've said this a, a few times to you, but like just doing it for the love of the game, doing it for racing and yep. that's like i look at like and any any sponsor that sponsors anything at any level of racing i can't imagine the return on investment is very good whether it's monster energy or fedex and like who like how many people are like making decisions based on that i can't imagine it's a bunch i i do personally like if i if i have two options at the grocery store or something i'm like well you know this brand smithfield uh they're on eric almarola's car i don't Mm. really care about him necessarily but like they support a thing that i really enjoy so smithfield bacon let's go (laughs) (laughs) That, that and I mean, and hopefully eventually one day, like I said, that's where we're trying to build this whole thing up to. We want it to, you know, we want to get it to a level where it's actually, uh, it, it people can bring sponsors in and it's going to actually benefit that person and those sponsors both and all that. We want all that yeah. to work together. So. And that, so, which I, I'll, I'll speak on this personally for me. I know uh, a lot of people know that I work at Holly. Dave also works at Holly with me. He's been there for the past six months. Um, I want to get them on board. I I need to like 
So we sell we sell only real life race car parts. It's going to be changing soon. I've got some things working for sim guys but if you are a guy in the league someone like me that does just does the shit in real life too i need to know so i can sell this to people that make decisions above my pay grade level because like obviously if you're into cars you've probably heard of the company that i work for and that they got money to throw around in the marketing budget so which happens to be at a department i work in so the the guys that are doing this stuff in real life, I I need to know so I can give some data so I mm. can convince someone to give us money. <laughs> well, you hear it right there, guys. Um, he needs your uh, information. You know, send the uh, send it on over to Alex Healy so that he can try to get the ball rolling, and uh, maybe it, that'll help not, out the league. It's not for lack of effort. Uh, the, this is basically what I like. They need to know, like, if we sponsor this. Are these guys buying real life parts? Is there is there a return on this investment? And that's how marketing works for everybody. Right. Right. And and whenever they if they ever do get into the sim market world, then you know, boom. Bob's well, your uncle. Here, so here here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this because I know that not a lot of people listen to this podcast, so I could say shit like this. Um we have Something in the pipeline. I know this, not depending on your wheelbase and stuff. Basically, we are working with uh, MPI, Max Pathis. Mm-hmm. We're going to be selling their steering wheels. So if you, if you want a fucking sick wheel to put on your rig, like if you have a nice rig you can use or a nice base, like I use a, a Joe's racing products, like this is for a circle track car. Mm-hmm. So this that's what I'm trying to say. Like I'll be able to maybe do those as prizes and maybe provide discounts and stuff for the league going forward. So that that's what I just helping people enjoy this hobby more. Good. That's awesome. And we appreciate that, Alex. We really do. Um nah, <clears throat> it's I mean, nothing. <laughs> you know, it, but it but it is. It's 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 huge and it it's you know, it's a step in the right direction for the league. And, you know, if you guys are hearing this and take advantage uh, and let him know, hey, I, I, I race in real life, too, you know, um, so we can get, yep, some, you know, get like, you guys linked up. Yep. Like, I know I, I was going to Bobby Hall. I know he races, uh, I think, like a, a street stock or a similar type car. I know they call them different things in different places. He needed a carburetor. Mm-hmm. I was going to help him out with one. He ended up getting one sponsored. But like, if you guys are running stuff like that, like. I'd love to help you. <laughs> All right. Are you serious, bro? Are you serious, Jason? What you got? I've got uh, iRacing update last week. Ended up killing a bunch of our drivers in the Pro Late Model Series. Weren't even able to get in. Um, it, come on, iRacing. You've got to do better. Uh, the update just broke several people's computers. Um and not only that, but leading it, talking about the pro late models just a little bit. We only had 12 drivers. Are you serious? What is that about? Guys. Like, I know part of it was because of the uh, iRacing update, messing with people's computers. It knocked like four guys or something out, so or six guys out. So we technically should have eight, had, should have had 18 drivers. But, you know, it's an opportunity for these guys, these dirt drivers to come out and put on a show. Um, 
we're trying to rework it a little bit, but at the moment I'm, I'm just like, why are we even doing the, the dirt pro late models? Um, 12 cars. Are you serious guys? Like, come on. So yep. I would can't, like to see more people sign up. That. No, you can't run a series on that. And I like to see more people will sign up for that. So. Yeah. I personally, like I like driving those cars and I have fun, but like I have no business <laughs> racing with those guys. Like that's, I, I don't know if other guys do this, but obviously like anytime I'm on an oval, I got to take it seriously, whether it's in the league or outside, because I'm worried mm. about safety and I rating and stuff. But if I go road racing, if I'm running Pro 2 trucks or I'm running 358 modifieds on dirt or whatever, mm. like my my stress level, I have none because if something bad happens, that like this is just for fun. This is just to like blow off some steam, take advantage of the iRacing service and everything that it has to offer, all these different kind of things that I can drive. Um, but yeah, like the guys that are good at it, they're like, to me, otherworldly. Like I know Scott is, is our like resident dirt guy. Yep. And I, I wish I, I wish <laughs> I could contribute to the car count, but my God, if you're listening to this, if you're in the discord or something like you see how much fun we have on the asphalt side, the connections we make, like, it can it, be there it, on the dirt as well. It, it can be the same. And I know the dirt stuff is huge on iRacing. It it can be there. We we got to get there. We got to so, get the guys. Another thing is, I'm going to say, are you serious about it? Is these guys in the dirt community are, they're complaining, for lack of a better word, that we're trying to do weekly payouts. They don't want to pay a weekly fee to have weekly payouts. It's $10 a week, okay, is what we were. That was our plan. We already have this done on the on the asphalt. We, it works fine yeah. on the asphalt. And these guys come in, they're complaining about paying $10. They don't want to pay a $10 weekly fee to race for a prize every single week. Um, not So essentially what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to revamp this dirt series. We're going to do away with the weekly prizes. Me and Scott talked about it today. We're getting rid of the weekly pay-in and all that. So you're going to have to pay $35 one time. Because uh, everybody that's already signed up and ra- and ran last week has paid thirty five dollars. So right. anybody that wants to run from here on out has to pay the remaining ten uh, that didn't that they didn't pay to run last week, and they already paid their twenty five. So all they have to do is pay ten more, and then anybody else that wants to sign up, we're going to let them sign up this week. Thirty five dollars, and we're going to run eight more races or something like that. And because uh, the we're paying five hundred to win a national title between us and Wotel, yeah. right. so it's like, are you kidding? You won't. You don't want to take a shot to win five hundred dollars between us and Motel. Plus, if we if we would have left it where it was and the way I had it structured, we would have been paying five hundred to win in Bluegrass also. But yeah. because of that, now we're going to have to lower payouts. We're going to have to lower the end of the year payouts because, for one thing, broadcasting is not free. They yeah. they've said I know, um. I'm going to go ahead and say that Braswell, James Braswell Jr., he's been one of the guys who's been very vocal about not wanting to pay weekly. I get that. That's fine, man. But at the end of the day, it's, for one, it helps keep out the riffraff. Two, it's there because it, it it's like a gate. It keeps out these guys that don't know, you know, that they come in and want to make cost problems. We have cleaner, better racing because of it in the asphalt community, okay? Uh, I understand uh, there's 100%. some guys, I understand there's some guys who can't do it in the, in the dirt community, they're younger, they're really good, but they can't afford it. I'm mostly what we're for is we're gearing towards an older demographic. We're not looking for the, you know, the 11, 12 year old kids. We want those older guys that, you know, that's our demographic. Okay. So 
it leads me to believe that they're afraid that they're not going to be able to come in and, and place in the top three or yeah. top five, whatever we're paying out um, at the end of the day. And, you know, I get it. You got some of these guys are really fast. They come in here. You're basically just paying them every single week. So we're, we're flipping the script on this whole uh, pro late model. And, you know, it is what it is. I didn't want to have, I didn't want to do it this way, but we're going to get rid of the weekly payouts and weekly pay-ins and see what happens. And and if it doesn't change, then I'm, I'm probably not doing any more dirt. I'm probably going to do super late model uh, asphalt, super late models on Thursdays from now on. So I'm going to try and not be too harsh on these guys, but they're, they're, a couple things. And the first, I know that we've discussed this probably not on the podcast a bunch, but um, look, man, if, if $10 a week is too much to show up for a quality race, when at minimum, you probably got a thousand dollar PC minimum to run this. You got, a nice monitor you got at least a you know a couple hundred bucks wrapped up in your logitech wheel or whatever like if 10 bucks is killing you like i don't want to sound like i'm the richest guy in the world because i'm not but like if 10 bucks is killing you like this is probably not the hobby for you just, probably not right just racing in general like this is a hobby and it's expensive and it can be because the people that do it are passionate about it, and that passion lets them pay a lot of money. But in this case, it's ten bucks a week, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, it's we're not asking an exorbitant amount of money or anything. Yeah, that I don't know. That's kind of mind blowing for me. But <laughs> but then on the flip side, like like you said, like. Paying an entry fee, that's what keeps the goobers out of the fucking league. Like, if you're not charging people every race, you're going to have a guy that just pays 25 bucks and then he shows up. And then in the first lap, he's going to send you to the moon because it doesn't mean anything. To it him. does. There's it, no, yes, it might, that. It might that. as well be in a, it might as well be a, you know, an official race. Like, there's no does, skin in the game. No, that's like, like anything. What like my little uh, side wager with Scott or whatever that didn't come to fruition. Like, if it doesn't mean anything, then you can just say whatever. There's no repercussions for being wrong. There's like no one wants to play like in a fantasy football league for free. Who cares? Once you start losing, then you just don't do it anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know that it might be a, a younger person mindset, but like, if you have no reason to care, then you're not like going it, to, it's just yeah, that simple. Like, so like in the truck series, I can, I can just speak from, from what I'm racing in. If all I had to do is pay you 25 bucks at the beginning of the season, and then I make it like seven races in and I'm sitting 23rd. Why, why race anymore? But exactly. But if we're paying ten bucks every week, if I win a race, that is probably going to pay for basically the rest of the season. That that's what happened to me last season. Yeah. I I've only just recently had to start paying for races again because I just carried my winnings over. Yep. But like, if you're not doing that, like it just the shit don't matter, and you can just do whatever you want, and then it turns into a turd fest. 
And that's what we're trying to create. Like we took what we had on the oval side and it worked uh, and it worked last season in the pro late models. I feel they see basically they're trying to say that the entry fee is why we didn't get people to sign up this season. I don't think that that's the case. I think that the reason that we didn't get as many people signed up this season is because for one, it's a bad time of year. People are still doing fall sports are just now kicking off again. Um, It's still decent weather outside. So people are still going and doing stuff. Uh, There's still real racing happening, which is about to come to an end. I think it's the year time of the year for one thing is, and then the other part of it is I think that we didn't promote it enough um, or hard enough by what, and what I mean by that is we usually go out and do host a bunch of races three, four, five weeks in advance, right? We'll do exhibition races in advance. And that gets the word out there. Okay, we're we're running again. We're signing up, da, da, da. So I think that that and the time of year is probably the real reason why we had a low car count, which we we had 18 paid, but six of them couldn't even get into the race because of the damn update. So we only end up having 12, which is still, I mean, uh, I mean, 18 is not a lot better than 12, but it is better than 12. You know, it's yep. a third. It's a third of the field, um, third of the guys signed up at least. So, hopefully, with what we're doing going forward, it'll make it work. And uh, you know, they're just going to have to understand that with the one-time fee payouts at the end of the season are going to be lower now, unless yep. we get, unless we can sign up like sixty people all out of nowhere. Like we've only have eighteen paid right now, so to hit forty. We need 22 more drivers to sign up before next week. I don't see that happening. So they're going to have to Probably expect not. they're going to have to expect lower payouts. I can't promise high payouts because I can't pay it out of my own pocket. I can't afford to pay it out of my own pocket, and I'm not going well, to. I mean, that's how and, racing works in real life. Like you show up. Hmm. Like I like to go to uh, Cedar Ridge. It's like 20 minutes for me, dirt track, podunk piece of shit track, and I love it because it is everything that you expect our racing to be. But if they have three cars show up for a class, then if you win, you, you probably won, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. But if they got a full field, then, you know, they're paying a grand or whatever. Well, that's just, that's just how it works. It's money like they in, want money out. They want us to put up these big, huge purses and big prizes, but nobody want they don't want to pay anything for it. So it, it's like, I'm, yep. I don't know. Like, what do you guys want me to do dirt community? Because at the end of the day, it's not working. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Um, I, and I hate letting these guys down that we've already said that we're going to pay, you know, this much money to at the end of the season. Um, but to clear that money, to make sure that we have that money, it we've got to sign up more people. Yep. Something's got to so, give. Because broadcasting isn't free. It's, yep. you know, 50 bucks a broadcast. You figure 10 races, that's $500 right there off the top. Yep. So, so. I have I have an idea, and may, maybe this isn't necessarily correct, but in my experience, the guys that race dirt on iRacing also race dirt in real life. Most of them seems like. So if if that is if if I am correct in that, we get a lot of guys that run real cars. I might be able to help. And if you've listened to the podcast prior to this, maybe I can add a prize to the pot that is not money. Mm. It comes from a big H company is what I'm saying. Mm. Right. Come on. Like, come on guys. So if that is something that interests people, that is something we can entice people with. Let's do it. 
<laughs> and I think that it's a possibility. I, I do. I think that that could potentially do it. Um, just, just in my experience, like I know, I know Hackney is a dirt guy. I think he's raced the dirt car in real life. I know Bobby Hall is like, I mean, they're and there. Then, We've got several of them. I mean, and they yeah, know people that I, they even know people though, that, you know, maybe they don't drive. Maybe they pit crew like Scott pit crews on a, uh, a sprint car. I reckon here they've been doing or something, or I don't know, whatever it is. So I don't know if like a Holly, uh, I don't know, XP 502 barrel that is class legal in basically every dirt class on the face of the earth. If that was up for grabs, would that, would that entice people? No, you guys, I mean, you guys, you guys tell me. All right. So. Red flag, green flag. This is dedicated to the greatest show in television history, the Red Green Show. If you, if your lady doesn't find you handsome, she should at least find you handy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we we got a lot here. There, there were, um, there, there's some stuff I meant to put in the uh, the Are You Serious segment, but we're we got carried away there. We got on a tangent on you, fucking yeah, dirt. You that's fucking on me, dirt. You dirt track assholes. But let, let's start with the biggest one, the one we've been in, avoiding this entire time. We're both going to red flag the shit out of this. Yeah. Gary, Gary Jazorski, Dan Worthington. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. So let's describe it for the people as to what's going on. So Gary makes a pit stop. Caution comes out. Gary's trapped a lap down. David Brackett stays out. So Gary doesn't get the wave around to get his lap back. Gary gets on the microphone. He's mad because of that. He's like, I'm not getting my lap back. Are you fucking serious? And in the meantime, Dan Worthington is trying to pull over. He's on the bottom lane. He's down next to the wall. Yep. Got to okay. let everybody by. Got to let everybody we, by. We've all been there. We've all he's, been there. He stops to let everybody by. Gary not paying a lick of attention because he's mad about not getting his lap back. Plows into the back of Dan. What the f- you know, he's going off cussing Dan. What are you doing? Da, da, da. And I, and in the meantime, I'm trying to deal with something else. And then in the meantime, I see what's going on. Gary's driving and I'm like, I'm trying to get my mouse over to the remove. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. Gary just full throttles it back into Dan, uh, Dan Worthington, destroys him, intentional yep. wreck. Dan's gone. I, I eject Gary because Dan, or I didn't, Dan's not gone. Dan's truck is dead. Gary's gone. I eject yes. Gary. That's a no-no. That's a big hell no. You don't ever retaliate against anybody ever in this league. That's the fastest way to get removed and never. And so with it being his first first offense, I didn't eject Gary from the league. I gave him the penalty that is supposed to happen for the first offense. He's on a four-week probation period. He can't qualify. If he races any more, se- any more this seri- uh, season, I don't know if he will or will not, but he can't qualify for four weeks. And... um he had a twenty point reduction, so yep. So, you don't you don't do that. Yep. So I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I can give another perspective because I was on the track when it happened, and it happened right in front of me, and was a code brown moment. So I was on the straightaway, and I because I had my eyes open, I saw Dan on the bottom, and. Um, I saw, I saw Gary go by me and Dave is in my ear and we're like, Oh my God, what the fuck is going on? And yep. just, uh, like he plows him 
And I'm like, oh God. And I knowing knowing the two guys that are involved, and I'm I'm gonna preface it with this. Mm-hmm. Um every like practice before the race, I I talk to Gary. He seems like a good dude. We we crack some jokes on one another because we're all always wrecking in practice because we're trying to eke out every little thousandth and we're out there just blasting her off the wall left and right. And on the other side, Dan is one of my best friends in the week now. Like he's sending me messages every day. We're shooting shit, whatever, which as I've said before is what this league is all about for me. So mm-hmm. I, I see the initial thing happened and I know that ne- neither of these guys are just like uh lay down and take it kind no, of dude. Neither of them. But <laughs> Dan didn't, do it. He was just on the racetrack. So after the initial hit, and I know, I know that both of them are mad, yeah, for whatever reason. But then, so like I'm in the middle of the straightaway, and Gary is just to the inside of me, and I hear that fucking thing throttle up to eight thousand RPM, and I couldn't hit the button and speak fast enough because I. I saw this missile across the apron and I was like, Oh God, this is going to be, it's going to be world war three. And by God, was it? And I, I would like to play the middle on this just for the sake of the podcast and the entertainment and all that. But Mm -hmm. when you're on the racetrack, whether it is under yellow or green, black, red, I don't care. You have to be aware of the car in front of you. And yep. you have to deal with what they're doing. To go around them, that's on you. And Gary was too worried about cussing you up one side and down the other to realize that Dan was... Dan was doing what I've done it a thousand times when it says, let every car by. If I keep coasting around the bottom at 40 miles an hour, we're going to have to delay the green by another lap because it's going to take everybody forever to get around. We're trying to get the race in. So he goes to the bottom and he's going like 10 miles an hour or whatever. And that there's just no excuse. I can- oh, you have to pay more attention. You have to know what's going on ahead of you. And I'm pretty sure I went over this. Uh, before the race, and I was telling everybody, pay attention with your relatives and all that. And yep. you know, uh, so what really got me though was Gary asking me, "What am I going to do to Dan for stopping in the track?" I'm like, "What, are you, what are you talking Nothing. about? He's doing You're what I racing is telling him. Yeah. There's no. Uh, he was on the bottom. Gary said he was in the middle. He wasn't in the middle. He was on he the was bottom. Not. He was he on was the bottom. Not. I was there. He was on the bottom. <laughs> I, 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 he was 100 percent on the bottom." And he was doing what I racing told him to do. I racing said, you got to stop right here. Let these cars go by. He pulls down and he gets freaking hammered and then hammered again because you're not paying attention because you rather bitch about not getting your lap back, which has absolutely zero to do with race control. Yep. It's got to do with the fact that you pitted a caution came out. Somebody stayed out. Yep. Sometimes it sucks. And it's happened to me. Sometimes it just sucks. Uh, the, Keying up on the radio, cussing and going and acting the way he was acting. I mean, it's all red flag, man. Just do should have never happened. Period. None of it. In the history of Bluegrass Race Hub, this is the reddest flag we've ever thrown. The reddest. Period. 
It, it couldn't be redder. There are some bad jokes for me to make about how red it could be, but <laughs> it's the reddest it could be, buddy. That's it. Like, <sighs> no excuse. I know that if Gary listens to us, he's not going to enjoy what we've just said. No, hopefully, but it's the truth. Yeah. Hope, hopefully he's cooled down some since then. Maybe he's taken a look at it. I, which I mean, kind of, I kind of get like, you don't expect, well, I do expect, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really reaching here to try to get, like give him a little bit, but man, you just when when I'm on track. So under caution, I'm in the middle. And when the spotter says, Hey, lucky dog outside, I go to the bottom. When it comes up and it says, let someone buy, I go to the bottom. If mm-hmm. you're, if you're pacing on the bottom, you're, you're probably screwing up already. If you're like, you know, not the pace on the top. Cause at some point there's going to be a guy flying by getting his lap back. Like it's, I don't want to say common sense. Cause I'm, I'm sure people have different, thoughts of how this should go and and i'm guessing at that specific time he was probably maybe figuring out his his pit stop or something i don't know but like when you're on the track like what's in front of you like i swore man i swore it it, like it could have been a wall (laughs) if if you're not paying attention he could have been driving through the fucking infield yep so I, I know we're we're probably probably everybody on the planet's in ingredients except for Gary. So, hey Gary, Alabama sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I'm just going to throw a, this is a little more uh, I'm going to throw out there. So, for me, this is also a red flag. Um, Gary claims that he's the only one who had anything for Hackney this season. Ooh. Yeah, I meant to put this on the red, red and green. That's so. another red flag for me. I'm sorry, Gary. Gary, that's not true. I we know you like, yeah, many talented Gary. truck drivers. Yep, Gary, I I know you like the Crimson Tide, but uh, you are it today, buddy, because it's all red for you. <laughs> yeah, like I I'm not saying that Gary isn't a fast driver. He was running P2 for a long time in that race, and in yep. that specific race, maybe he was the guy. To challenge Keith, but possibly like, he wasn't. Let, let let's pull it up because I I know I looked at this when we talked about this before, but like he's not in the playoffs, so no. so are 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 you that guy? I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know, his, his like, fastest lap was thirty point three one three. He qualified fourth. I mean, Clemens outqualified Hackney, so. And Clemens yeah. finished P2. So I don't know how he can claim that he's the only the one that had anything for Hackney. Um, because But he said I, all season. All yeah, season. all season. So, but there's that's what I'm saying. Casey, If Casey Barlow was in here still, dude, Casey, him and Hackney would be going bam, yeah. bam, bam. All right. Yeah. That's another one. Um, you've had something for him. Justin White. I mean, Bobby's yeah. been fast. Bobby, uh, Wes. Uh, Wes, Dan, Robbie. Yeah, uh, at, at different tracks, like Alan, Adam, Adam Newbert has been. So here's it the way is. I look at it. Adam Newbert's been super fast, had good runs all season, but he's kind of like got that same thing that Gary's got going on. He steps on his dick a lot or gets yep. taken out by somebody else's 
shit, right? And that, yep. to, to Gary's defense, that is what he said. He said that if it hadn't been for his own mistakes, other people's mistakes, or something else, he was the only person who showed anything for Hackney on a like a relative basis or whatever, regular basis or something like that. Right, and that just, and just is not the case. It's not the case because there's so many other guys that have had uh, good showings all season. And, and I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to pick on Gary or nothing. It's just these are the topics that we we decided to go on and uh it's just not i just i don't believe it i don't think it's true i mean gary's had f- several good runs this season but he's had several bad runs also so I, here's looking at this right now he said i'm the only person all season that's had something for keith so if you have something for him you come to every race right yeah there are two two races that i looked at gary did not race in road courses yeah you didn't have anything for him then, did you? Did you? Because you know you can't race road courses. You didn't even bother showing up. So I don't want to hear how you're the only guy that has something for him. It's just not true. No, I know it sounds it's like not, we're it's picking on you. Not true. But too many other talented guys in the truck series, and uh, that's. I'm just going to leave it at that. So. Yep, that, that it is what it is. So the next red and or green flag. So you weren't there in the, for the cup race. So I I ran race control for it, and I've never had this thing happen before. We had two cautions that happened mm. that there wasn't there wasn't a wreck. No one ever stopped on track. So one <laughs> which I. I wanted to discuss with you live here. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name. Ryan Campbell, 80 car, right? Mm-hmm. So lap nine of the race, he comes in hot into turn three and uh, he got into another driver. I can't remember who it was, but uh, neither of them spun out. They, like There was a little bit of sideways, but nothing egregious. And the, the, the caution flew and I spent the next five minutes trying to figure out where a wreck happened on the track and being, being a novice, like I am, it takes me longer. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Here's what I got. I got a caution on lap seven for in in slow car caution for slow car involving the number 13 on lap seven. So. So caution. that would have been that would have been Brian, Brian Terry. Terry. Yeah, that's so we had a caution involving slow car on lap twelve, which was the thirty-four. Okay, so it must have been the lap seven caution that, but it came out right as uh, Ryan slid into whoever it was, and then like I was just looking around, and I decided at that point, and you, this is where I want your input. I know we have a rule for the first 10 lap caution. I was like, Ryan, I'm going to tell Jason that you should not receive a penalty for this. Mm -hmm. And based, based on what you just saw, I I think it's, it's pretty clear cut. He shouldn't receive that. first. No, it shows that it was charged to Brian Terry. So, okay. I, I, unfortunately, I guess that means Brian's going to have another probation period. Oh God, here we go. Oh, now that I found that, that's uh, that means he caused a caution in the first ten. Um, so, and and that I, sucks for Brian because 
Had we not talked this, about this, I would have never seen that. So it's your fault. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, on me. I, <laughs> I just, which looking at the rate, I'm which kidding. I wasn't like I was looking for. I spent a lot of time because, uh, granted, I know that I'm not the quickest and smoothest race controller because I've only done it in this series. But I was looking around and I just I couldn't see anything. I don't know. I don't know what caused Brian to be in that position, but it never even occurred to me that that might be the reason for it so i'm i'm glad that ryan's not gonna get a penalty for that it was yep. in the moment it was super confusing so i get it part, i get it yeah so part two of it may, maybe this is the same thing but i'm i'm like my beautiful wife has bought me brought me another drink <laughs> that's <laughs> um, awesome so there was, I want, off the top of my head, I want to say it was Gabriel Ellison. Um, at some point, he he was getting ready to pit. He locked it up. And he came up off of the apron and came back onto the racing surface, but was still going slow enough. He was able to get back onto pit road. He did not interfere with any driver. Um, he didn't stop. He didn't wreck. But, like, I saw him slow down at, like, when it looked like he might miss, and he ended up not missing. And then there was another caution. I was like, I know I'm a rookie race control guy, but I feel like iRacing is really messing with me. So, (laughs) that caution, when I see it, it, it's uh, lap 115 right here. Um, Gabe goes into the pits, speeding in pits, hold for 15 seconds on lap 114. The caution came out on lap 114 for a slow car involving uh, number 71. So that would have been Cedric Hunter. It was Cedric. It it was 100% Cedric, now that you say it. Was was mm-hmm. he the guy entering pit road? Is no. That- um, it doesn't t- I don't see that. I just see where Gabe got Gabe got a 77. Um, number 77 got a penalty for entering speeding in pits, right? The uh, penal- caution actually came out on lap 114 for car slow car involving 71. Which is still strange because I can't imagine there was a slow car at that point. But I, it was just really confusing because I was just tracking the field for incidents. And the only thing I saw was that like he almost pit, missed pit lane and then he didn't. And that's when it came out. So. Really mess with me. <laughs> I understand. So, I racing. I racing. Um, I don't know what to say. Red red flag to you. I racing for making it hard on me, dude. Because I was just trying to run this race clean. <laughs> Big red flag, definitely. Trying to trying to help fill in for me. So I'm gonna give it a red flag as well. Yeah. All right. So I I've got a, a two parter. This is the the la- the the last big drama we had this week this okay. week, and it's, it starts. Starts with our our good friends Scott Fritz and David Farmer, mm-hmm. and and I I think you did the the correct thing with your with your ruling at the end of it. So during the race, there I mean it was it was midway through the race, kind of towards the end. Both guys are having pretty good runs, and um, Scott uh, bumped Dave, um, maybe trying to move him out of the way, maybe. Uh, came in a little hot either way not not sure doesn't matter it wasn't bad um got dave a little loose 
and then um, got got into Dave again and racing incident otherwise it's it's hard to say and the problem is is that of all the things the caution didn't come out for this because I, uh, Dave ended up driving straight into the outside wall because of it and not to say that's necessarily anyone's fault I know that we we probably have a, a differing perspective on this and that's okay but um it, it caused some tempers to flare and I know that uh you I think you got a um a request to review what yep. happened and Andy did and sitting where I was at it it looked like and my whole thing was that if the caution had come out there um I I probably I I personally would have attributed it to Scott and it puts me in a weird position because I'm also race control and I knew that people would think that perhaps he is acting on behalf of the guy that he's spotting for and it, right. it, it made it which ultimately it wasn't difficult because the caution did not come out but in the moment like i was pretty hot dave was pretty hot but i'd like to get your perspective all right so going uh, and looking at the replay um I, I looked at it with david Brack and adam lancaster and what we came to a conclusion um the 84 had been uh kind of holding up the field. He had a kind of, you know, several cars behind him, you know, and we saw Fritz get to his inside several times. Um, and he was, he's getting to his inside and he wasn't touching. He was just, just getting there, right. Just, just getting there. his inside. Yeah. And I then finally, and then finally that last, that last uh, corner, whenever the incident happened. So Scott, you can see him breaks, he breaks, he breaks. And then all of a sudden, I guess he let off or something. I don't know, but, um, Thinking because I saw Scott's because Scott was sent his uh appeal the whole incident, he sent his in car, so we got to see we, we got to see uh, well, I mean, that's the best word to use. Um, yeah. just technically protested and to appeal the protest, he sent in his footage gotcha. too, right? So we had both both sets to compare. Well, I, had, I had David's and Scott's, so we could compare both, right? We could see who what both drivers were doing, so we put them up and we're watching Scott's off the gas. And he barely rolls off the brake, and then he nudges Dave, right? Well, he's completely out of the gas. He's he's completely out of the gas, and he's trying to let ga Dave gather back up. And Dave, he does. He regains control of the car pretty quickly. What we think happened is, even though he had just regained control of the car, he still hadn't got it in his head yet that he was under control. And yeah. so he kept turning left, right? He kept turning left, so he ends up coming down into the, the lane because Scott, you know, he stayed in that in that bottom lane he ends up coming down onto him like this scott is he gets back out of the gas and hits even hits the brakes and you can see because the cars behind him are coming up and they're yeah. you can, they're about to hit both of them right so scott was trying his best not to wreck him or whatever you want to call it he was trying to avoid uh hitting him further so what we the way we looked at it i mean they both made mistakes scott made the mistake with the early with the entry with the bump, first initial contact the second contact from what we can gather, and it's Adam and David probably can explain it a lot easier than I can, but because um, they're the ones that really described it and and made me made me understand what was going on was when when David's 
rolling, he's probably like like he said, he's probably still in that like oh shit moment, right? He just got hit. Yep. Still he's, his brain's still always. his brain's still like oh shit, I'm what? Rec, so he's wreck recovery, recover mode. Reco- he's in recover mode, even though he's got control of the car, he's not got control of the situation in his head yet. So he continues to turn left to try to keep the car from breaking further right or whatever, right? So in, in the process of doing that, he, and he's he's racing for position. He's trying to stay in, in front of these guys. So he turns down, and he comes across, and uh, essentially there was nowhere else for the O1's nose to go but to be right where it was. He comes down onto the O1's nose. O1 lifts, even hits the brakes. You can watch the the car lunge forward, um, mm-hmm. and then the cars behind them end up, woo, you know, scattering. So it was a racing incident from – way we looked at it like there's really no fault on one single person they both made a little bit of a mistake here or there whatever um initial contact if that was the only if if the only thing that had happened was scott hitting him and there's a caution come out on mm-hmm. scott 100 percent. I, I i will say that if, if that's scott <laughs> if that's the only thing that happened like yeah. if there's nothing else that happened after that right, right. let's say let's say scott um because even though he tried to avoid him, he still made contact with him that initiated, which, and a bump is fine. You can bump people. We just said that in Xfinity, a bump, yeah. there's nothing wrong with a bump. And I can't, I'm, I'm not going to police these guys and say, no, you cannot bump people. You can't move people. Cause essentially sometimes that's the only way you can get around somebody is to move them. So whether he intentionally moved him or it was an accident, I don't know. I just saw what I, from what I saw, it looked like an accident, but it still happened. He's still responsible for the nose of his car. If that scenario had turned into a, a caution, then yes, it would have been on Scott. However, with it going beyond that, with David regaining control of the car, Scott lifting and giving him a chance, and you can tell he's lifting because the guys behind him are about to run him over. Yep. All right. So with that happening and then Dave coming down, and that just made it a racing incident because at that point, it's no longer solely on Scott. Um, because he was down in the bottom. Dave was in the middle. Dave came down trying to get a good exit, whatever it may be, trying to recover the car, whatever it may be. Either way. Yeah, probably just trying to drive straight off of it. But Once you're going slow. It's we're, it's too hard to speculate yeah. on what if yeah. and, and shit like that. But if that was the only thing, then yeah, we would have said they would have been on Scott. Yep. And and that's, that's kind of what I expected from it. I was uh, obviously so... In the in the position I was in, and the things that I said, it, it's difficult when you're both. I showed up there to to spot my team, and then I was also race control. And then, like there was some shit talk back and forth, which is totally good. I'm here for it. But then, like, look, dude, if the caution had flown there, like you were the guy that created the situation. If if you hadn't got there to start with, if you hadn't bumped the guy, like that that that's on you because every everything that happened after that was because of the initial contact. But at the end of the day, caution didn't come out, so it doesn't matter. And you you did what I expected. The professional thing is to not speculate on things that didn't actually happen. Because I, I was ready to take my $100 from Scott. And I'm sure Scott was ready to take $100 from me. And I was ready to pay it. But he, this is where we are. And uh, and, and that's, why you, we, that's why we don't speculate on things like that. Yeah. And, and even like I said, 
even if we're just talking about the the first incident alone, it's you know, I can't you know, yeah. yeah. If if he if he spins him out there, then yeah, then then it's a caution. Yeah. But since well, there was no spin, the, since there was no spin, I can't speculate and say yeah, the caution would have been on him because right. what we did was we looked it's at <laughs> we looked at all the laps before that, and you know, it all it, it, part of it, and I'm sure Dave don't want to hear this, but part of it comes from you know. Dave was kind of watching his mirror. He was kind of blocking. He was kind of making sure he was in, you know, he was holding his position and doing everything he could to stay in front of those guys. And that's part of racing. And we get that. And that's why we believe that it's a racing incident because there's basically, it's both guys trying to go for the same spot on the, at the track at the same time. And that's what happens. And, you know, like I said, Dave may not agree with that, but that's kind of the assessment that both the other two guys, came up with as well um uh, you know that's why I, I trust those guys judgment and uh probably give you some better feedback than what i can they, yeah i mean that's that's how it goes sometimes uh i'm trying to stay i'm trying to my best to like stay out of it right now if that if you can tell yeah. like i'm i'm you know yeah no that i think that's the correct i don't want to piss dave off because i like dave and he's you yeah. know a good dude and, and and there's, Scott's a big part of the league. And, and Scott, I don't want to piss Scott off. I don't want to piss you off. So there's obviously, yeah, I'm trying to I be as, as yeah. Switzerland as I can be right now. But I did yep. see some things that both of them did yeah. that, you know, we, that's why we ultimately decided it was a race yeah. incident because they both made mistakes. There was fault on both yep. ends. And and that's, I I think that's the, the proper outcome. And if, if Scott's listening, I don't want him to think that like, just cause I'm spotting Dave, like I don't dislike Scott because of that incident. Like he's part of the league, just like I am. I, I don't interact with him a ton cause we don't race in the same series, but like he's helping the league. I'm helping the league. Like we're, we're just here for fun. And sometimes the shit talk is that that's part of what makes it good. And that doesn't like, just cause like I want to put a hundred bucks on the line with you. Like if I lose the bet, it doesn't make me think like you're a shithead or something like right. I like the game. I like to gamble on shit. I get, I bet on football every week. I, if I go to the racetrack, I'm putting money on a number or a car or whatever. Like it just makes it interesting. Like and, I get and it. That, that, that all goes back to like, if you can't, if you can't afford 10 bucks a week to race this shit, where do you, where, what are we doing? <laughs> Might as well run officials, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we got for him tonight? Uh, so this is, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a put you on the spot. I'm a, I'm going to put you on the spot, Jason. Okay. So this has been, uh, this has come up. <laughs> Jason. Yep. Red flag, green flag. If you're not going to be there, you got to let someone know. You got you got to let me know ahead of time because it puts me in a weird position, like I was as race control and a spotter, because I didn't show up anticipating doing that. So when right. I'm doing both, it puts me and not saying it has to be me, but for that specific scenario, it right, put me in a bad spot. <laughs> so to cover this, I didn't know I wasn't going to be there. Yeah, that's that's kind of part of the problem. Um, if I had known, then you every time I've had an, had something come up. I always message you guys and say, Hey, can you do race control tonight? I mean, I've done it. I've asked you, I've asked Dave, I've asked many people, uh, when I know that I'm not going to be there, I'm always like, 
hey, can you do range control for me tonight? I have something. This was one of those scenarios where, dude, I was, I did not even wake up. I was dead to the world. I was sicker than a dog. So, yeah, my apologies on on not uh, putting any any information out there to let you know that I wasn't going to be there, but I didn't even know I wasn't going to be there this time. Um, so like, yeah, we're, I think we're all, and it, it's, I'm just, it's not just me, but like, yeah. so I, I showed up to that race in particular. I, I got there at like seven forty-five, and I jumped in the chat with uh, Matt and Dave. They go to the driver's meeting. No one's there. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I got to do this too, to make sure this, uh, this race goes off the way it's supposed to. Yep. So we, we and all I appreciate you stepping up and doing that. Like I said, and I wouldn't have intentionally done that by any means, um, because any other time that I've had that, you know, something come up, I've, I've always asked somebody, man, because, um, yep. and, but and, this is and, one of those situations where dude, I was dead to the world. Like, honestly, like, yep. and, um, and, I and I'm still, mind. you still, you know that I'm still kind of recovering yep. from it as well. Even today, um, been a little sick to my stomach had some stomach problems that i told you about we won't go over that on the air but um <laughs> i don't yeah. think anyone wants to hear about jason's butthole like the, the uh, gate of my truck says so it was one of those things dude where it was out of my control honestly um i can say is that i'm just gonna have to um hopefully this new medicine they got me on and stuff will keep it from happening again so that's my plan yeah. Yeah, we just uh, you know, we all want the best for the league and I like I said, I don't I don't care to do it. I don't think anyone else cares to do it, but when uh, a lot of the weirdness from this situation if if I wasn't if I sh- if I had shown up and known that I was race control or whatever, but it you know, if if you're spotting for a guy and you're race control, like I know there, there was a point in the race where uh, Matt and Scott were racing real hard, and Matt was getting frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, Matt, if if you decide to put a bumper to him or something, like, don't make it look egregious because you know what kind of position that puts me in. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's taken away from Matt and Dave because maybe they wouldn't race the same if I wasn't. Mm-hmm. the guy doing stuff. Right. And I, I know that's out of your control. I'm not like shitting on you for it or anything, but we, we just got unintended. A, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. I, I don't know how it goes in other series. Cause I mean, 99% of the time you're there, there's a couple of times I've had to do stuff and it's never been an issue until mm-hmm. that race. And I kind of reared its head with Dave and Scott because Scott alluded to that if the caution had come out, I would have put it on him. Mm. And I absolutely would have from where I was sitting, not from a bias spot, but just how I saw it initially. And mm. then like moving forward from that, like people were going to think like, uh, Alex is fixing races on behalf of his guy and then that looks bad on you and then it's this whole fucking thing we don't want to deal with <laughs> yep and I, I understand like i said I, I i promise you i wouldn't have missed it if 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 i had known i would have at least told you uh so 100 my fault my bad on that for uh not letting so, somebody know but i again i didn't even know at the time yeah um just hell, i didn't when, even know what day it was when i woke up <laughs> just hey when you start firing down on the toilet just you should just have an auto text that goes out like hey alex you you're on it tonight 
As yeah, soon those, as it hits that was water, one of those. It goes. <laughs> that was one of those things where I so I, I got ended up getting sick uh, Tuesday night and then uh, ended up you know going to sleep and I was like, well, never I never did. I just didn't wake up. I just stayed in a coma basically because uh, I was sicker than hell. So yeah, well, I believe I got on, some kind of on, stomach uh, virus. So on behalf of Matt, don't miss the next one, player. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I think uh I think that's it for Are You Serious? It's time to make some picks. Picks week. And then All right. We're at Darlington. Yeah. You want to start us off in the truck series? Or you want me to start us off? Oh god. Um you won last week. You're ahead of me and Bryce. I think or hey. truck series. Uh, or no, I don't know who won last week. Uh, we didn't do picks last week. That's I won the right, week before, though. We weren't. Yeah, you're two, and me and Bryce are tied at one. Um, being that you're the leader, you've earned it. I hate to do this, but you get to go first. And I, if you're smart, I know what you're going to do. Um, I want to pick Bobby Hall Jr., Bobby Hall Jr. I like it. He's going to he's going to rip that top. He's going to earn a couple Darlington stripes. And gosh, neither of us it'd be easy for me to pick Keith right now, mm-hmm. but I came into this with a pick, a guy that I race with. Obviously, I'm in the series, a guy that is very level-headed throughout mm-hmm. a race he sees the sees the long game i feel like this is a justin white race mm, that was my other one that's the other one i was going to pick yeah. i i think he just he's going to have the endurance and the level-headedness to to just to just to get it done here man i regardless if you pick keith or not i was going justin so i should have won justin now yeah, you that, that was my other. Po- that was the <laughs> other one. I should have just done it just to mess with you, just to mess your whole pickup uh, for the yeah. week. Oh, uh, then I would have just taken Keith, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Xfinity, who we got? All right, so man, I really screwed myself with this because I get to go first on the series that I don't, I don't know, know that much about. about. Yeah, but oh, gosh. Look at it. It's really evened out now. We got two guys with three wins. Oh, man. I keep I keep coming back to this guy, and he keeps not getting it done for me. But I feel like the third time is going to be a charm. You got Michael, Ro- Michael Robinson. Michael Robinson. Right, still, right. still, he's... Fifth in points, still has no wins on the season. I mean, uh, second highest average finish on the season. The the toll has got to come due at some point. I know the dude is fast. He's a consistent, clean driver. Michael, get it done for me. Get it done. <laughs> All right, let's see who I got. Dude, I really want to pick Doug Neal, but 
But you don't want to that bad, huh? Not in the playoffs. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You've seen how the Cup Series is. We haven't had a single guy in the playoffs win in the playoffs yet. Okay. I am going to go with... Adam Lancaster. Lancaster going to get it. He's going to go back to back. Yep. Back to back. He's yep. called it. He's going to make up for uh, Kevin Harvick's pit stop. <laughs> yep. And cup series. Um, you're, you're up first. You're right back at it. I'm going to go with Alex Huffman. Oh, you son of a bitch. All right. I have to really think about this one now. I got to look at these stats. Man. I really want to go off the uncharted path here. It's I'd love to support my guys that are sitting fifth and sixth in points right now. I've already picked each of them at a race. They've both let me down. <laughs> um oh golly man my my initial my initial pick here was Gabe Ellison but Brandon Holder good pick Brandon that's a Holder. solid pick I think uh he's he's another guy just like in the Xfinity no wins but he's been there all he's year. He's been there all season. He gets time to punch his card as well. Stamp it. <laughs> all yeah. right. Um, that, Is that it for us? All, I think that's all we got to cover tonight. I know that at the beginning you said this is going to be a short one, but uh, here we are. Two hours. Two, two hours later. <laughs> Woo, this was a long one. Damn. Yeah. I guess that's what we had for two weeks. We, we were making up for two weeks. So, yeah, that's true. All right. Um, so, yeah, on behalf of uh, myself and Jason, uh, sponsors, Jason, I know you probably got those locked in your head because I don't. <laughs> oh, I put you on the spot. I could tell. Inner Performance Group, Butt Kicker. Um, Huffman Designs, Roasted Gems, Coffee, Scott Fritz, Paints, and all of our buddies at UDTV, our friends at Holly, our friends at Red Rocket Barbecue and Buildings, Red anybody else Rocket. that's contributed yeah. to the season, uh, Lucky Ducks, uh, just for showing motorsports for five, uh, showing up all uh, all season with <laughs> all the drivers, um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Who's actually sponsored a race this year, um, or been some, or gave us something in sponsorship uh, the past few months? So that's it, boys. I think that covers it. Next week we're coming. Arrows let loose. I got to go pee. That's the end of the podcast. We're gone. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>